0: Hello and welcome back to the Not-So-Fit Couple Podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis.
1: And Benjamin Halden. Our guest today is Kezia Noble. She is the world leading dating and attraction expert. Kezia rose to success as the leading dating expert for men, originally working as a wing girl within the dating relationship community. Her reputation for giving incredibly insightful advice combined with her outspoken, honest, and extremely direct feedback earned the name of the bitch with a heart. An expression that she openly welcomes.
0: In this episode, you will learn more about how to get over the fear of approaching your crush in a club, why men aren't looking for relationships, why you need to stop wasting your time on dating apps, and how to tell if someone likes you. But, But just before that,
1: we interject before the podcast (laughs) to tell you a little bit more about our great and noble sponsor, Coro.
0: I love how you say interject. Why? It's just like a great word, isn't it? You interject. I've already had
1: too much. I feel sick.
0: How do you? How do you want one? I need to eat off microphone.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: These are actually my favorite. We also need a new top up because these have also I've, nearly I've run I've out. I've ordered
1: a new batch. What's it called on Call of Duty? Care get a care package. We need yeah. a new you care got, get package. Get a Coro care package. And to get a Coro care package, save your money from buying Call of Duty and spend it on Coro. Because you can also save by using code not so fit Absolutely. Also, a massive shout out. This episode, we aren't in our studio. We are at the Gymshark Regent Street store. So a massive shout out to Gymshark. And thank you very much for housing us there, the beautiful setting.
0: And if you are not subscribed, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening, make sure you do so and enjoy this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Kazia,
1: thanks for jumping on today. Would you, just for our listeners... Explain a little bit more about what you do.
2: Yeah, um, I basically teach guys how to get better with women. Um, I teach them how to overcome their approach anxiety, going up, approaching a woman, chatting her up. Um, I help them to develop their confidence, uh, their confidence in speaking to a woman uh, and their confidence in themselves uh, in relation to, to women and dating. And I show them how to flirt and uh, lots of other things, you know, how to get out of the friend zone, all that kind of fun stuff. And I've been doing that for since 2006. How, how did time. you
0: start that as a career?
2: I was headhunted. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. Um, I was in a nightclub, and so this is in 2006, and a man approached me. And said uh, he was a pickup artist. I was like, well, "What on earth is that?" <laughs> I didn't even know. And he explained, like, "Oh, we, you know, I, I teach guys how to, you know, get better with women, and we're running this thing called a boot camp where we show guys, you know, the skills and how to attract the ladies, and we need some some women to come and join just to give them some feedback. You know, they t- we're like guinea pigs. Mm. They yeah. test out what they learn on the weekend boot camp, and we give them feedback." And I was like a real skeptic. I was like, oh my God, chemistry's either there or it's not. You know, mm. attraction is not an option kind of thing. Um, but I went there and there were two things I noticed. The first thing was that there really were skills that men could learn to improve their success rate with women. Um, and the second thing I noticed is that within this kind of industry, uh, the other girls were not giving really good feedback. They were just mm. kind of giving that generic wishy-washy, just be yourself, smile more. And I was like, these guys have paid like 450 bucks, you know, yeah. to hear that. So I'm very straightforward, very direct, got into trouble for it a lot in the past. <laughs> um, but it worked in this area. You know, I gave them my feedback and um, they were like, oh, do you do private sessions? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, no. And it's really funny because then I ended up just sort of coming every weekend to this boot camp and sort of developed as a coach. Um, You know, I started learning skills and developing my own kind of stuff. And I was very interested in it. And then I ended up working for that company full time as a coach. And then I set up a little YouTube kind of uh, channel on the side you know, just doing kind of little advice videos. And that really grew. I was not keeping an eye on it at all. And it was like, so I was like, oh, I'm on 100,000 followers. (laughs) And that's when a publishing company contacted me, offered me a book deal. And I was like, okay, this is my, this is 2010. This is my opportunity to, you know, detach myself from the company and start up my own company and my own coaching team and the rest is history. Wow. What, that's amazing. What are the benefits? I was headhunted, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Kind of. Kind <laughs> of.
0: Then you've obviously made it your own anyway.
1: What are the benefits of a woman giving men dating advice over like, another male giving men advice?
2: Um, okay. So I think both are good, but with a woman, um, she can give you an insight into the female mind and how female desire works. Personally, if I wanted to get advice on how to attract men, I would go to a man, as Mm. long as he wasn't being phony. Mm -hmm. A lot of female dating coaches are phony. Like They'll say this kind of nice stuff to guys. Again, it goes back to that generic advice. Um, With someone like me, I think men, once they've sort of made that decision that they've got a problem, okay, they're not doing well in a certain area of their life, and they've put their ego to one side. I think then you can be very straightforward with guys. They don't want you to go around houses mm-hmm. with advice. Whereas I think with women, they slightly you have to be slightly a bit more careful mm-hmm. when you're giving advice. Um, also, men can um, be uh, not be as objective. I don't think so. A lot of not all, but a lot of male dating coaches, especially, and this is like a rising problem I've noticed, um, have you know experienced you know negative you know relationships mm. with women and they sort of carry that pain with them and mm. they have a very sort of blurred perspective yeah. on women quite biased quite misogynistic yeah yeah bias exactly it's not objective um whereas well i haven't had a relationship with a woman in that way so i'm not carrying any kind of like emotional baggage with me so i can just look at it a lot more clearly
1: mm. i feel like sometimes as well in that industry like whether it's classified as male pickup or just men coaching men. Sometimes it can almost seem a bit seedy coming from mm. the other side. And there's there's other intentions there when it's a guy giving other, other advice on how to, how to pick up women. Mm.
2: No, it can look seedy. I don't think that's very fair though, because I think a lot of them are coming from a good place and they're just trying to help other guys. But I do, I, yeah, the optics can be quite bad, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that comes from it, even when I was like 20 and I was seeing some of the stuff, like a lot of the dating advice from that sphere, I suppose, mm. was how to make more money, how to fuck more women, and how to get more jacked. And I think that potentially gave it a bad reputation during that time, especially when I was maybe seeing stuff online.
2: What kind of year was that? So I can get an idea of... It's
1: so probably, I don't know, about 10, 10, 15 years ago.
2: Right, okay. Well, yeah, it's sort of developed into the manosphere and red pill now, which yeah. is far worse. I'm not part of that at all. I'm, you know... I do. I just, I just teach men how to attract women. I don't look at all the other areas of their lives. Mm. I don't look at like how much they've made in crypto and mm-hmm. uh, how muscly they get. I mean, look, all this stuff's good. Like, yeah, get ripped, fine. You know, look your best. And, you know, work hard on every aspect of your lifestyle. And of course, that will, that will help you. That's an advantage. But all it really does is it increases your opportunity rate. Mm-hmm. If you still don't know how to talk to women and you still don't have charm... And you still have like insecurities when it comes out, or limiting beliefs when it comes to dating and women. You will not do well. Just mm-hmm. your, it, they will be missed opportunities.
0: For the people that you coach specifically, do they have certain characteristics that kind of, I don't know, they come to you at a certain point when they're like, I really need help. Do they all kind of follow the same characteristics?
2: No. no no um look you could say yeah we do get quite a lot of people who've come out of long term relationships yes that's something which is quite common but we could we get all different ages mm-hmm. um some people have waited and delayed it for a long time and some people are like you know they're 19 20 years old and they're like no I want to do this now
0: oh wow yeah that seems so. really
2: young it is young the youngest we've had is 18 this is the youngest we can take And the oldest was 78. Wow. His his daughter paid for it. He's he's a widow and she's just like, I don't want to see you sitting in that chair. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but it's just... um the way he said it was like, I don't want to be sitting in this chair anymore, you know, wasting my last few years. Mm. And actually it was very interesting because that guy, you see, old old people don't give a fuck at some point. You know, yeah. they don't give a shit what you think about them. Mm. They've got, have you noticed, old people have that yeah. confidence yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like slightly eccentric, <laughs> yeah. but actually at work, yeah, it worked, you know, does. because women were like, I'm not used to guys just like, not giving a fuck. And just yeah, being like, so forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. It's just being themselves. Mm. So he did not too bad, actually.
1: Is that is that why I suppose just it just triggers something? And do you think that's why women are also like a bad boy or that, that b- bad mentality because they don't give a fuck and it comes across as that ooze of confidence and helps boost status maybe?
2: So the bad guy and the good guy, um, these oh God, these are subjects I could literally talk about for one hour. It's really complex. Mm. It's like just saying oh the bad guy is the guy who can take it or leave it. It 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 oversimplifies it. So the good guy can be that one also. He can be yeah. like, you know what? I have high value. I don't need this. There's a the door. He can st- have that same approach and still be that great guy. The thing about the bad guy, I don't want to go too too like uh I don't want to go too deep into this, but just to give you a kind of like idea of how it works is like the bad guy and the good guy have their shadow side and that that polarity, that contrast with the the image that they portray is what attracts women. So a bad guy, you know, he will be like you said, on the surface, he's got that attitude, uh, sort of take it or leave it, a bit of a player. But on the other side, he'll be like, the shadow side will be very sentimental, and um, very loving and quite vulnerable. And that's what, the woman will be drawn to. Do you ever hear, like, women who date bad guys? It will mm. like, always say, oh, you don't know him like I know Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's different with me. And they're not lying. Mm. He is. It's that polarity, that contrast that's so exciting. With the good guy, I don't know how explicit I can go here. You can yes, say whatever you yeah. want yeah. to say. Yeah. Sexually. Exp- you want oh, me. yeah, sexually, it's fine. So, um, with the good guy, he's, like, all very much about manners and I have values and, and all of that, but... He'll fuck her like a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll, God, I don't know. Uh, I've got to be fine, careful. He'll be more dominant in yeah, bed, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because if it if he was like all lovey dovey on top of it, it'd be overkill, wouldn't it? Yeah. he would be like, oh, this is too much. You know, yeah,
0: you've been too nice. Whereas yeah. the bad
2: guy's romantic. It's like, oh, this is nice. Mm. Contrast again, the good guy. Yeah, he's romantic, but then when it gets to the, doing the mm-hmm. business, <laughs> he's a bit more, you know, unexpected yeah.
1: and. I think I heard that yeah. it was David Buss who was speaking something about this on a recent podcast, Evolution Psychologist, mm-hmm. in terms of that surface level stuff and enticing women because they will have like a certain air of confidence and there'll be a, that mysterious part there. So why doesn't he give a fuck and what? what has he got to, so confident to be about, which then makes it seem like he's a higher status male as well. So it's interesting just seeing that dynamic and how it works, I suppose, in the dating space as well.
2: It's the shadow side, and the mystery is very important to women. To men, it's important too. I think male and female attractions, similar to a certain point, there's some similarities, but early attraction stages, they're completely different. Um, but, yeah, I think men find you know, women that they can't quite read, uh, they mm-hmm. can't quite work out, they find that quite intriguing, but women really like it. They don't want a guy they can predict or mm-hmm. second guess.
1: Have you found the space, especially the one that you work in, has become even, I don't know, saturated is the right word, but more popular because there's there's a weird time going on, I think, at the moment with men and women where men and women just don't speak in as, as much. I suppose you had that um, pushback from women of like wanting to be more independent, wanting to be um, harder working out in the world and sometimes a bit more standoffish in terms of men then wanting to be chased and then you've got men who are then scared of being called out on TikToks or videos or in the media for like overstepping the mark and wanting a clear yes before sort of going into anything, which I suppose causes more friction and ends up with men and women not communicating as much as they used to. Have you found that in your work has made it more popular in terms of people coming and getting more coaching to help with that side of things as well?
2: Slightly, yes. I think there's social media world and there's a the real world. Mm. You know, so a lot of things we see on social media and we get worried about it. And you know, it's it's actually in reality, our students go and talk to women all the time. We do live coaching. We take them to clubs and bars, and they don't get bad reactions. The most they get is no, thank you. Mm. There's no that they they in their head thought that they're going to have like you know, don't come near me that kind of um, response. But they, it, it doesn't happen. Women are polite, they'll just say, no, thank mm-hmm. you. But most women actually say, no one, no one speaks to me anymore. Yeah. So it's, it's very funny because like I said, I've been doing this for a long time and we found that in the early stages it was more difficult because women were getting hassled more, yeah. chatted up more. And these are beautiful women we're talking about in clubs and bars are just like, oh, guys don't talk to me anymore. They, they, they you know, slide into the DMs, yeah. but not in real life. So we're doing better now than we were before. So in answer to your question, there is this belief, but I don't think it's reality from what I've, yeah. from mm-hmm. what I've experienced.
0: When you're coaching them, so what you said there, because if you go back to like my university days mm-hmm. and sometimes when a guy would approach you, it would be re- like not a nice way to approach a woman, mm. like slap your ass or something really yeah. inappropriate. How are you coaching these men and these guys to approach a woman in a club so she doesn't feel standoffish? Because I think it's it's quite hard sometimes, like, oh my God, no, get away from me. But how are you coaching them where it's like respectful?
2: Okay, so the guys that usually do that, that Mm -hmm. kind of extreme stuff, are drunk. Yeah. Most of them are drunk. So we let our students, you know, if they want to have a couple of drinks, that's fine, but we won't, if they've got a problem, they say, look, I can only chat up women when I'm, you know, drunk okay well there's the problem yeah. you know is that quite common no, no not really no um i think because people the ones who just remain drunk think they're doing well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the issue so the ones that we help probably have a drink now and again yeah. not so much um dreaming of a better
0: sleep tossing and turning is not your destiny and Ali is here to help Ali invites you to sink into sweet sweet slumber To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com.
1: This episode is
0: brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
2: So what we do is, the main thing is we show what to do. So the approach is always respectful, but not too respectful. You see, you've got to be a little bit cheeky. You've got to sort of play to win rather than playing not to lose, that mentality. So if you are too nice, like, hello, can I buy you a drink, you know, fair yeah. maiden? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. But if you, you know, go there and you say like a little bit cocky, a little bit cheeky, yeah. but in a really friendly way, that can work also. But it's very much the nonverbal here. So what you actually say is not as important as the way that you're saying it. So nonverbal communication is key here. If if she feels that you're kind of like, you've got that nervous body language, you're not fully committed to what you're saying, then she's going to find it uncomfortable because she doesn't want to spend the next half an hour talking to a nervous guy who's not confident in himself. That's where women are quite, like, you know, uh, decisive. You know, they just, they can see, right, this is, like, going to be a waste of time here. So uh, we work very hard on how they're saying, how they are... Uh, delivering the opening line but something that we teach which really is quite a game changer is how to react if she says no thank you so i always tell my students there's two ways that men react when a woman does this it's either sort of low level anger which mm. is like frustration like oh, you know fine whatever yeah Can't and then that's it and then she's like well i'm glad you know i i didn't pursue that mm. Um, or they'll be really apologetic, like, I'm really, really sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. The best thing to do is to sort of break what she's expecting, break that autopilot, and just say, you know what, that's fine, I just wanted to come over to say you're absolutely beautiful, have a lovely evening, big smile, almost that kind of like regal confidence, and walk off. Now, what happens is women do, well, I would say, okay, thank you, bye, and where the guy's uh, energy is sort of still elevated. You know, he still feels good about himself because mm-hmm. it's very important. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to take with you the, the last reaction that you got and then pass that on to the next person. Yeah. So this is a way, it's like almost a behavioral therapy technique to keep your mindset and your energy elevated. But we've noticed that a lot of women suddenly change their mind when they see that reaction. So sometimes they'll sort of like be looking at the guy across the room, like yeah. 20 minutes later and he's enjoying himself. And you're like, oh, you know, I, it's like it's changed my perspective of him from, because of the way he reacted. Some of them come up and say, look, I'm sorry, I, you know, I was a bit rude there and I was just mm-hmm. talking to my friend. And some change their mind immediately and say, mm-hmm. oh, come on, join us. So that's really important, you know, having the knowing what to do, it's like they're like chess moves, knowing mm-hmm. what to do if she says this, knowing what to do if she reacts this way. And it's just ways that can really like capitalize a moment, change somebody's mind.
1: Mm-hmm. As a guy though, I can see why a lot of men would be scared of doing that, especially after what we were speaking about in terms of that moral panic being created by the media and then they having like this echo chamber, which then makes it seem like it's a lot bigger issue than it actually is. I was looking at a stat the other day, which was talking about how only 50% of men were actually looking to pursue relationships, whether it be like intimate or sexual. And I think it was only a third of men between 18 to 30 have actually had sex. Jeez. Yeah, so... I didn't
2: even know that. Yeah, That's so you, really low. It's
1: low, I know. But with those things happening and people not wanting to be caught out by things and people seeing things in the media, I could see why guys would be like, fuck it, I just can't even be off dealing with that arena anymore. And I'll leave it and step away from it. So it, I think it's it's I'd, I'd say it's difficult if I wasn't in a relationship just looking at it and thinking, the the fear of re- either one rejection or two being like the front page of something or in a media TikTok could be scary. So I think these conversations are important to make guys aware that you know women, women do actually still want to have those conversations in, in social environments.
2: Um, I want to add to that. I I do see what you're saying, um, but I think. I'm gonna, okay. I think that a lot of it is, uh, that's an excuse from guys. I think a lot of guys and women, but men more, are distracted now. Think about, you know, 20, 20 years ago even. Y- you know, you got bored. Do you remember getting bored? You, mm-hmm. You'd be at home and be like, I'm fucking bored. I want to mm-hmm. go out and do something. You know, it's like, I've, only, I've watched as much television as I can. We didn't have phones we had to like share a computer or something with yeah. our siblings and stuff and then everything on it was crap anyhow was yeah. weirdos <laughs> and people it forced people to say right I'm going to go to a club I'm going to go to a bar I need a woman I need a mm-hmm. girlfriend I need a boyfriend now not do, we don't don't have just all these distractions but we also have a very artificial sense of validation so 25 years ago, even like 20 years ago, a woman would have to go out to a bar, look nice, look at a club, to sort of feel validated, to feel sexy, to feel like guys are, find her attractive. Now, she just has to put a picture up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's it. And mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be a particularly good picture. You see? So it's all kind of like we're getting all our desires met. We feel that we're getting them all, all met, our desires and all mm-hmm. our sort of, uh, you know, we feel like, well, I've got so many friends. You know, do you really? Or are they social media yeah, yeah. people? But it, it's an artificial sense that we're doing well, that things are, are good. But we, you know, 20 years ago, you were forced, you had to go out and, and meet someone because there was no kind of artificial sense of satisfaction. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, think,
1: I think a lot of the time the brains know the differences are between those yeah. two endorphin releases yes. that you get from seeing mm-hmm. that, whether it be on a on yes, a screen whether that be real life. Yep. So yeah, it makes sense. That's
2: the psychiatrists have said that a lot, yeah.
1: Um, how much does, I suppose whilst we're talking about social media and apps, how much the dating apps play into this sort of arena that we're speaking about and how there's been, I suppose, especially for men, hardship and finding mates or going out or having this fear of rejection?
2: Um, so it's changed. Um, we noticed when the dating apps were like, mm, sort of 2000 and... 2014, 2015, we noticed like there was a dip in um, you know, how many inquiries we were getting. Because people thought, okay, we've got the silver bullet now, it's dating apps, I don't have to approach anyone, and look, there's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of women on there, don't have to go out anymore. And um, then things changed around 2019, 18. We were getting a lot of people who we suspected were saying, I thought dating apps were the solution, and um, they felt, no, it wasn't. It was, it was making dating, they said, uh, a chore, like a hardship. Like, dating's fun, you know, going mm. on a date with someone is exciting, but they were like, no, it's not, because it's not the same as going on a date with somebody that you've met in real life, because, you know, nobody looks like their photos yeah. anymore, nobody. Remember, like, before, everyone looked better than their photos. Yeah. <laughs> so you're always, like, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Now, nobody does. So immediately, apart from some very, very like, you know, rare circumstances, most people are disappointed. First thing they see is, okay, he's not as tall, or she's fatter or older, or whatever it is. Okay, And you're already like, disappointed, and that's already a difficult way to, to, to progress. But not just that. The main thing is that everyone is so, so replaceable now. You're one swipe away, and you feel it. Yeah. you go to the States, you feel like he's already thinking about who's next, who's better. Again, artificial, artificial sense of choice. Yeah. So a lot of guys are now saying, especially after the pandemic, where everyone was sort of forced onto screens, they're like, oh, fuck that, I don't want to do that anymore. But men have said that they felt it's got worse. Um, they've given all sorts of reasons. They say it's like only the top 2% of good-looking men now get anywhere on those apps. Whereas before they felt that they were given a bit more of a chance. I don't know, I can't say this is what they've told Mm -hmm. me. I don't use dating apps, so,
1: Do do you think you can do both in terms of like, balance using app and going on real life dates as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, I always say, look, don't delete the dating app, but use it as an extra rather than relying on it. Uh, Another thing that guys have to remember, and and women, um, is that even if you say, look, I'm just gonna rely on dating apps, Fair play, but you're going to have to meet that woman at some point or that guy. Mm. What's your social skills going to be like? Are you going to be able to build attraction? What's your body language like? Because like we're so good at being funny and witty with our, you know, well edited texts yeah. so that we can go back and, mm-hmm. you know, re-edit. But in reality, thinking quickly and and having that kind of that ability to, to be witty and have that strong, impactful kind of banter, mm-hmm. that's that's a muscle that needs to be, you know, it needs to be used.
0: Yeah, that's it's just, almost a skill, isn't it? Being it is. able to go on a date and having actual conversation, being able to look in someone's eyes. Like a lot of people nowadays they, they kind of look all over the place because no, yeah. it's not a skill that you would get from just having a dating app and people talk for months on dating apps and then like, oh, let's meet up. It's like, oh, my God, I don't... I would be so nervous to do that now because you've not met them in person. Did a lot of the guys who came over to you have that sort of awkwardness after being on dating dating apps for so long, like not sure how to properly communicate with women? Yes, mm. yeah,
2: yeah, I found that. But it wasn't just dating apps. It was like just being on social media too much, talking yeah. with other human beings. It's not just talking to women, it's talking to other human beings. Yeah. And as you say, holding that eye contact, it's something like... People struggle with like mm. what's going on yeah, <laughs> you know that yeah, they wasn't, do. wasn't the case i get people saying to me you've got really strong eye contact kezia and i'm like no it's average yeah. it's what it, it's normal it's nothing more than than what it should be mm. um so yes we do to answer your question we do get a lot of people who are socially awkward um but it's from both social media and over relying on dating apps
0: one of the questions that I wanted to bring up, and it's not social media related, but it kind of is, mm-hmm. is just the unrealistic expectations of things like porn, because it's not spoken about that much. We've spoken about it on a previous podcast once, I think, um, but the whole expectation of, more specifically, I think young guys who watch porn growing up, and then reality, you know, we don't all have the bondage, and <laughs> it's not all like it is in those circumstances. Um, How do you kind of deal with that whole sphere? Because I'm assuming quite a lot of the guys think it is what it is and it's not that.
2: Yeah, um, God, uh, I'm not against porn or anything Mm. like that, but it's the abundance of it that is a huge problem you think about it and I sound like such an old lady here but you know back in back before you know guys had to like find one video or something <laughs> and they'd watch that video to death and yeah. or a magazine or something um so it was always there but it was kind of like in a healthy you know doses now it's just on tap it's every like they can just go on their phone and and watch it and what it does which is more worrying I found is it decreases their kind of um what is the word, uh, desires, mm. is that the word? Impetus, what's the word? Desire to go and actually mm. meet a woman because they're, getting, they're, getting, they're satisfying yeah. themselves mm. all the time. Um, I've seen that a lot, I've had a student recently and you know I'm not gonna give you his name so I can speak quite openly about him. Um, 37 watches porn, watched porn a lot. So he decided that he was going to get an escort this is before he did my my program to get an escort who was a porn star mm. so he goes i picked her she was my exact type you know i was like well and he's like couldn't do it Could, couldn't physically do it because Why was that? he's so used to jerking off the porn oh, okay. so oh being, wow yeah and so it wasn't anything to do with the woman she was you know mm. exactly she was like a porn star he got so yeah, I helped him with that a little bit. I explained to him that you know he's going to have to find um, someone that he can be emotionally involved with, and that will add a whole new dimension to it. Um, and he did actually, so oh, yeah, God, no, he's fine. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, yeah, I can see that. E- even like the social media sphere as well. And with that, you can see how people <laughs> with those digital applications get a false sense of security that they're they're doing a good job. And then when you go into that, those social arenas. It not play into hand of how you because you have a lot more time to think about things don't you when you're communicating via messages or direct messages as opposed to being in a club and then you can see guys who just got no confidence are sitting there scrolling the bbc weather app pretending that like they're doing something <laughs> because they're so nervous about doing things so I, I, I can only imagine that's going to get worse as people continue to use dating apps more and more but one of the stats that i was looking at was the ratio split on tinder i don't know if you've, you've seen it, mm-hmm. it was I think the last time it was reported that women make up 21.9% and men make up 78.1%. Goodness. Why do you think that imbalance is there in terms of the usage from male to female?
2: Um, Because all I can say is that women have been so disappointed more than men. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, my sister, my female friends, they've all given up on dating apps. Mm. a bit younger than me and they're just so can't do it anymore, can't do it. It's like the guys are weird, guys not like their um, pictures. But another thing that they all said is that they keep getting ghosted, like really quick, like we're having a chat, everything's going well, and it suddenly disappears, hasn't even met me yet. Mm. That's what I'm getting from women. Um, From the guys I speak to, most of them also who've come to us have quit uh, dating apps. Most of them they have had enough. So this remaining... uh, amount, I, I don't know. It, but surely they must be going mad, you yeah. know? <laughs> just seeing the same girls, <laughs> the same 21%. You need to go out and start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something that you mentioned I wanted to touch on just before that. You were talking about social media. Oh, damn, I've forgotten. I was gonna bring a point on that. You were talking about social media and- About
1: how people get this false insecurity with speaking to people and how when they got into the real world, it's not-
2: Yes, yes. Uh, you said you think it's gonna get worse. I disagree. I'm not always an optimist, but I think things are going to get better. I think there is going to we're going to hit, and we're we're very soon a dating app and social media hangover. I I think things things happen in cycles. Okay, we think nope, social media people's you know obsession with it's going to last forever. It's a it's it's going to be difficult, but I Mm -hmm. think I've noticed people now deleting things, deleting. I I got rid of my Twitter recently, absolute. Mental place. I'm not having deleted it. I just, I said, bye everyone. This is Mm. your weirdos. That's it. I'm done. I can't listen to this. And that's the first one. And I got a lot out of Twitter. Like I was on GB News, Talk Radio from that. But I was like, I don't want to be around that. So if I'm doing that and I'm actually saying, I know this is going to affect my career a little bit. If I can do that, there are going to be people like, who say, I don't want any more of, like, I know a lot of people have deleted Facebook recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instagram, not so much, but people just seem to be going on it less mm-hmm. when I'm talking to people. They're like, it's something to do with the algorithm or something, they keep yeah. telling me, and they're moaning about the yeah, algorithm. Yeah.
0: Same with all of them. Yeah. The algorithm.
2: Yeah. I, I, I believe that people are going to start, we're going to have like a renaissance and people go like, you know, I want to start meeting people mm-hmm. uh, organically. I've noticed people reading books a little bit more, so Yeah. The I, ag- yeah, and I stuff. agree
0: with what you're saying. I think. We're even doing this whole 360 with people like general health. They want mm. to stop scrolling as much before bed because sleep's so important. They want to yeah. get off social media because they want to go and walk, like walk outside, get fresh air. Because we've even I we're on social media, so it's hard. Me too. But Me
2: too, yeah.
0: I like being off it, yeah. which is really strange because it's part of my job. But I love just like posting and then putting my phone down and going out for a walk or talking about something that isn't social media related. So. Which again would be better for dating because if more people are getting outside, they're in the park, they meet, they walk past someone, whatever it is. So I, I can kind of even ghost. Yeah, post and ghost. Yeah,
2: I um, met my two last boyfriends in the park. Did you? Yes. You said it does happen. You did know? you go up
0: to them, or did they no, come no, no, up to no. you? no.
2: I never approach men.
0: Do you not? Why is that? I will
2: send signals, but because if I feel like I've sent a signal to the guy and he doesn't approach me, either he's not attracted to me or. Just doesn't have the confidence to come up to me mm-hmm. and therefore I would not be as attracted to mm-hmm. him anyway
0: oh, okay that's really interesting I'm quite
2: feminine in that way I do mm-hmm. I'm not this seductress I'm like you know I'm very flirty and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'll definitely flirt but I cannot be the one who goes in for the kiss I can't no mm-hmm. I need to feel no I need the man I, to do that I
0: think I was quite traditional and quite similar with with it'd be, you it'd as be well. interesting to
1: like, to like how many people now who are in relationships actually met by like real life interactions as opposed to yeah, social media or apps, lot. that'd be interesting.
2: I'd like, I, I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot.
1: The only thing that social media part is, yeah. is some people then go from social media into like these forums and dark spaces, and you get like the incel, black pill,
2: yeah, oh all, like, all
1: those kind of things, which is just another whole world altogether. And you get these other societies of no fap and things like that. And you wonder how much they're also impacting people's future for relationships and finding an ideal partner as well.
2: Yeah, I, I know black pill guys. I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of shit from them.
1: Really? What is
2: that? I feel like I'm not in the loop. They believe black pill movement is that they believe that it's all about looks. So women, uh, like if he's not good looking, he won't get women. You have got certain like, mm, you know, levels of looks. So yeah. you know the sort of middle guy, the five out of ten might do okay if he works on a bit of game. But the guy who's like a two or three will never get a woman. It's nonsense. Women, women for men, because they're looking at it through how male early stage attraction works, men are predominantly fixated on a woman's looks. So whatever her defects are, her looks will eclipse that. (laughs) To a certain extent, they will. Men are looking for looks, number one, availability and compliance. This is not relationship, that's something else, Mm -hmm. but the early stage, uh, the selection process, that's what they're looking for. Women, it's much more multi-layered. They're looking for how he makes us feel. Mm. How does he operate the room? How does he handle other people? You know, how does he look at me? So it's much more, as I said, multi-layered, and this is what the black pill movement don't get because they're looking at it through how male attraction works.
0: Do you think, so over the past couple of years, and this is a topic that is crept up a lot recently, as women have become more successful over like the past five, six, seven years or whatever it is, there's this whole stat and study, and everyone talks about it, that women are now dating across and up, which means the pool for men picking women and women choosing men is really small. Um, But what is your opinion about the whole dating pool for successful women?
2: So I actually did a video about, I haven't released it yet, but I just recorded a video about how to attract a successful woman. Mm. Um, I always say to guys, don't the mistake that most men make when they meet a woman who's very has a successful career is they'll start over praising her on it oh, that's brilliant that's fantastic and they'll focus on on her career and talking about that and she doesn't need that kind of validation because she's had it already. Mm-hmm. I always say focus on what are the um the motivational triggers for her to become successful. Make a deeper connection with her. I always say focus more on the roots rather than the blossom. So all this stuff that she's achieved, this is all kind of like superficial value. Yeah. Focus on what her motivations, what triggers her, and be more curious about that. Also show familiarity with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you, yeah, big whoop, you're a successful woman. It's not 1950s, you know. Yeah. Great, but I'm not like dazzled by it. I'm not in awe of it. I'm not intimidated by it. That's the only way. If you start like, oh, yeah, fantastic. Wow. I love alpha women like you and stuff like that. Be like, Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're becoming, um, you want to, so basically you need to equalize uh, the power dynamic. And you're not going to do that if you're not a successful man and she is successful and you just keep talking about each other's line of work. You've got to talk about the passions, the emotions behind it, and that way you can connect better. There's no common ground if you're just talking about the careers and, and, and her success, if you're not a successful guy. Yeah.
1: So it's on dating apps as well, and it's difficult for those men that you were speaking about to show that they've got game or show that they've got mm. um, confidence mm. and be able to hold conversations. So that's why they're potentially geared up to, to be for men who are deemed as more attractive in, in the first. First Instinct. Mm-hmm. And then we've got other apps like that came along, such as, as Bumble, which was mm-hmm. was that the first one where women- Yeah, yeah. female founder. I think founder. Founder. it is, yeah. Because she used approach.
0: to work at Tinder, because I was researching this before we came actually. So she, Whitney Wolf Heard, female founder uh-huh. of Bumble, used to work at Tinder and ended up filing a sexual harassment lawsuit against her former co-workers at Tinder. Oh, really? And then she founded Bumble, which is obviously where the woman starts the conversation. Is that how Bumble works?
1: I, I, find, I don't know if this is just me thinking, but I find that weird because you use it to, or it's expected that men make the first approach, isn't it? So that's switching the roles around, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. how do you think that affects the, the, the play in the dating area if, if women are making mm. the first move?
2: Um, oh, Well, because it's from dating apps, it's, Sli- different. Yeah, it is slightly different because mm. the women are sitting there and they're going on the looks on dating apps. This is the problem. Women are going... I, I, my, my sister was, um, God, she's like 32 and she was on uh, Hinge. And, she, and I, was, I was watching her scroll through everyone. I was like, literally that guy's face hasn't even uploaded it. <laughs> it was like a ghost. She's like, nope, nope, nope. I was like, he, he's okay. He's like, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Oh, he's nice. I was like, but she's not even like, so me and her, are, the, a lot of the boyfriends that I've had, if I'd have seen a picture of them, I'd be like, no way. Mm. But it's how they spoke to me again, and it's how they made me feel. They weren't physically my type, but I was madly attracted to them within like five minutes. So you don't get that. My sister too, I was like, you know, you've gone out with guys who are less attractive than the guy you just swiped. Mm. Like, yeah, but you know, I don't have time to. Yeah.
1: I think the issue with those as well is, your. I'd imagine only matched to people who you want to be matched with in terms of like those similar interests mm-hmm. and some the things that you have in common. Whereas I think a lot of people get into relationships with will find that they don't have things in common and they're the things that are interesting to talk mm-hmm. about as well as opposed to just being matched with someone who's literally maybe like your duplicate in terms of those interests.
2: 100%, I've spoken about this before. I always say that, um, you know, commonalities breed friendships, but connection breeds attraction. I like that. So commonalities, like just because, you know, me, us three might... You like the same pizza topping, and we prefer dogs and cats. You know, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit, but you know, it, it doesn't mean we're gonna be like attracted. You know, yeah. you know, it's but if you can connect with someone again, going back to what are their reasons why they do things, what motivates them, their fears, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you can really sort of connect on that point, then you'll notice that the, uh, there can be more chance of attraction. Um, unfolding and you don't have to always like connect with them like oh we connect as in we both share this kind of deep thing about ourselves no it's not about that it's about just talking and exploring and even you could challenge it Mm -hmm. a little bit but it's about bringing those those deeper things in ourselves um, up to the surface and getting behind that, that mask which we all wear.
0: What do you think about the whole saying, I don't know why this just sprung to mind, but opposites attract? Because I don't think we're very opposite.
2: Oh, your boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. Um, So the whole idea of opposite attracts, I've never really understood it because Mm.
2: It's just a a saying. saying.
0: I've always thought it's just the same because if you don't have the same interests or likes or how you maybe perceive the world and values, I don't understand how you could be with someone who is completely opposite to you.
2: Yeah, it's just just some old trope, isn't it? It Sounds good. Mm. Oh, opposites attract. I think there was a song called Opposites Attract. <laughs> um, look, I think okay, when when you're in a relationship, a proper relationship, then yes, I think that the kind of your values have to be in line with each other. You're going to I'm not presuming anything, but you know, kind of most people are going to have children at some point mm-hmm. and it's very important then that your values have to be aligned. Your I mean the core values here. And usually, your political outlook has to be the same. Otherwise, there's going to be too much tension there. But I mean, that doesn't mean that, again, you know, he can prefer cats and you can prefer mm. dogs and pizza toppings and stuff. You know mm. what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my, I don't know, I've had boyfriends who have a completely different interest to me and I've been attracted to them. And I've had guys who had a few interests similar to mine. It's much deeper than that. Yeah. It's, again, it's how someone makes you feel. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing.
1: With the guys that you work with in Kezia, how many of them, or is there's a split between how many will come for looking for a relationship and then how many are just wanting to go out and have casual sex? Because I think to ignore the fact that some guys do want that is, would be be blind delusionism, wasn't it, in terms of evolutionally, men, are here to spread the genes. That's the basic instinct of a guy. So them wanting to go out and have more sexual partners is, is going to be a part of their the DNA to want to go out and do that, more so maybe than opposed to what women will be.
2: Um, so we, I do not cast any judgment on my students. They come to me, they say, look, I just want to be like bedding, beautiful 19 year olds." I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. That's what you want, that's what you want. But um, I'm seeing a lot more guys now wanting relationships rather than sleeping around Mm. you do have it you do have it but if i was going to try and put it into like a percentage i would say oh 25 30 percent want to play around and the others are looking for relationship i think the pandemic had a big effect on that I think that whole thing of they were alone or something during lockdowns and they know like I never want to be in that position again I don't know I, I don't really ask them why I just give them what you know they want mm-hmm. um, so there is a change there yeah but a lot of them understand that in order for them to you know um, have a healthy relationship they need to like get all that out of their system yeah. first 100% mm.
1: Yeah you don't you don't want to meet the the one and still be rigid and fearful and not have the experience, both intimately and emotionally, to not be able to then provide with... Yeah, especially with men,
2: more than women, I think. Men want to definitely, like, kind of get out of their system and say, okay, I've done that now, now I want to settle down. And i realise that women are not much different from each other, Mm -hmm. ultimately, and now I want to find something that's a bit more substantial.
0: You've done a really interesting video. Um,
2: no, one of my interesting videos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what well, it was really interesting. It was the stripper video oh, yeah, where yeah. you spoke about the. I did well that one. <laughs> yeah, really well. I watched all. Like this is it does make quite a lot of sense because when I saw the title, I was like, I'm really interested in this. And you said something about the parallels between strippers and then yeah, yeah. men who do well with women
2: in I general in
0: relationships. Can you go into that a little bit?
2: So um, I have, well, I had not anymore, like, a lot of friends who were strippers. And um, I was just, I used to go in there and watch them at work. I was amazed. And uh, something I noticed is, like, well, men go into strip clubs because they want to see a beautiful naked woman, you know. It's not complicated. So I thought, okay. And I was noticing that the women who were making money were the less attractive ones, okay? They, they weren't bad-looking girls, but they were definitely not yeah. the, the tens and the nines. And um, what I realized is that the, the the physically beautiful ones were just relying on their looks, So they always got the sort of dance at the beginning. You know, the guy would be like, yeah, I want the, you know, yeah. the blonde yeah. or whatever. And um, they just had no chat. They didn't know uh, how to really get into the guy's head and manipulate him. It sounds awful, but they, they just didn't. And they were just not making that much money. And then the girls were like, no, look, I'm not gonna be picked. I've gotta work on my charm. Mm. I've gotta make good chess moves here. I've gotta be quite persistent. And they were cleaning up. So like there was one girl and she, the, she approached this guy and he was like, he'd had three darts. He was like, no, no thank you to her. And she's like, no problem. Can I sit with you for a little bit? He goes, yeah, but I'm not even gonna buy your drink, nothing, you know, I've, I'm leaving soon. She's like, okay, fine. And I watched her work and work. And it's like, he ended up spending like three or four grand on her. He was like in love. Oh my God. Yeah, but I was looking at thinking, well, hold on. Men are more concerned about looks than women are. So if men who are literally going to a strip club to look at good looking women, not to find love or anything like that, can suddenly be, you know, um, at the mercy of this woman, you know, who he didn't even fancy to begin with. Then men can do this Mm. to women. And I noticed another thing in those strip clubs. So many of those beautiful women were crying so much. They were like, What's wrong with me? I'm so ugly. Why are guys saying no to me? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen so many beautiful women cry as in a strip club. Wow. Because they've gone there thinking, and they are beautiful girls, you know, why am I not getting dances? Like, well, he just saw three other beautiful girls before you. It's timing. Don't take it personally, kind of thing. But they they just think it's all about looks. Yeah, they take it
0: as rejection.
2: They take it as rejection. They Mm. take it very personally. Mm. And that's another thing. I always say to my uh, students, don't take it personally. If they say no, no, fine. You use what I taught, you know, that kind of response, and move on. And the, the strippers who are making a lot of money had that exact same mindset. They never took anything personally. The guy would be like, no, thank you. And they'd be like problem big smile on their face can I join you you know very clever whereas the beautiful ones would be like oh suit so yourself you know yeah like, oh mug you know you're, you're watching <laughs> going no play the game yeah it's a game
1: so it was, it, I guess there may be an element there of people looking at who's who's the catch and who's popular because I think oh,
2: no, not in this one no
1: but in in like real life scenarios oh, okay um I guess it doesn't matter so much for men because men in clubs will go after, like, the same person, not give a shit. Like, two, yeah. like the same friendship group will, will go after the same girl. But yeah. do you think that differs for women, though, when they're looking at a guy who's getting a lot of attention from Yeah, from sorry,
2: a woman? I see what you mean. Yeah, no, women are massively influenced by how other women react to a man, mm-hmm. hugely. Whereas a man, he will be, like, attracted to that woman and he doesn't care if other men are not interested in her. He's attracted to her, that's all that matters. But women, they can see a guy... And they might not be that attractive at first, but they're like, oh, but all the other women kind of are into him. He's that got this kind of thing. status yeah. power. Mm. There's mystery, intrigue there. Um, yeah, that's much more influential mm. with women than men. You can disagree with me, by the way, if you... No, anything. I do I mean, agree with that. Yeah, let's be honest. We, yeah, no, we spoke <laughs> no, that, about that, it. That, it's that just... makes sense
1: even from like a, a celebrity and social media point of view, because yeah. if people have... like i guess social media is literally mm-hmm. a digital version of like how popular someone is
2: yeah when i go to a club and i see a famous person i mean it's like the other guys don't exist yeah yeah and it, 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 it literally this guy could be like some person on eastenders that no one even watches you know eastenders and they this sort of this guy's from eastenders this guy's from eastenders and suddenly it's like whew, all the women are kind of in that area i've seen i've actually seen that so big deal Fame is power, isn't it? 100%, and, yeah. yeah.
1: With with that fear then, you were talking about before, or the rejection, I know you're speaking about from the stripper's perspective. For people who are going out and making that first move, the biggest fear will be, be of rejection. I think, especially for a lot of guys, it'll be the they'll kind of build themselves up mm. in a club and they'll even yeah, have a couple yeah. of drinks and it's like the, yeah. the big deep breath before the plunge. How can people overcome that initial fear of rejection that will stop a lot of people from making the first move? What would be your like, simple tips to, to be able to deal with that?
2: So you have to detach yourself emotionally from it. You have to. You have to become like reptilian with it. <laughs> um, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. You've got to keep doing it. And what happens is you've got to feel the pain, feel the burn, keep doing it. And then what happens is you start to become immune to the pain. Okay, this is what actually one of the strippers told me. She said the first time she was rejected it hurt. she carried on, carried on. She goes, no, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. You know, you become hardened to it. And that's why I teach my students to do is that they need to keep approaching, keep approaching. Now, once they don't feel that pain and they're emotionally detached from it, they can start making better decisions. That's the second phase. The first one, they're so... Um, controlled by their emotions and their fears, that they, they don't do a good job. The, the woman just sees nerves, you know. Yeah. And so he keeps doing it, and then, okay, fine. It, okay, she rejected me, she rejected me. Okay, what do I need to do now? He's got clarity. So it's like the fog of fear is lifted, and mm-hmm. he can see things clearly. He's not angry with her. He's not blaming this person, he's blaming himself, but he's doing it in a way which is constructive. Right? What do I need to do now? What did Kezia say? What did this coach say? Okay, next time I'm gonna use this technique. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm gonna do that. Again, it's, it's emotionally detached, it's reptilian. It's almost, um, it's very contrived, mm-hmm. but you have to do that. You have to get to that point. So it's not easy. Some people it's quicker than others, but uh, the process is quicker than others. But um, it, it, well, on our seven day course, for instance, it's very, very intense, so we get it done within like a couple of days. But if you're doing it on your own and just practicing, it can take about a month to get over that fear. Yeah, to get over that pain. Mm -hmm. Gotta get rejected, gotta get it.
0: Mm. It's like (laughs) rejection in any part of life, like you go for job interviews and you keep getting rejected, but then if you just don't put yourself out there, you're never gonna get the job because Mm -hmm. rejection in general life is really just like uncomfortable and painful, but as you said, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It just becomes normal. It's like, okay, yeah, fine, like no worries. Yeah. And then you move on from it. But yeah, it's that initial, keep going, keep going. Don't it's take hard. it to heart. Yeah, really hard. But
2: the most important thing is, once you get to that point that, that you said, which is like, okay, fine, let's carry on. That's the point when you're at your most powerful mm. and you can start saying, what do I need to do now? Because if you've got the ego there and you, you're sort of blaming everyone else, then you're not gonna get anywhere. You're mm-hmm. just gonna be focusing on the external factors. If you look at the internal ones, they right, what do I need to do now? What do I need to change? Um, that's when we've noticed that the results start coming in for the guys. So the, those sort of micro reactions start mm-hmm. changing. They're like holding a woman's attention a little bit longer. They're not getting rejected so quickly. Baby steps. Yeah. But what happens is it creates um, a positive feedback loop. So when they start getting those reactions, it starts boosting their confidence Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so So after you had like that rejection after rejection after rejection Mm -hmm. you're like okay I'm I've come numb to the pain yeah
2: yeah
1: how do you then move on to that next step because people will still still be in that position then okay I've got over the initial fear of the approach and I can deal with that now but how do I continue or how do I make this conversation move forward onto the next step
2: Well, that's when you probably need some coaching. You need to watch videos, come on my courses, whatever. Mm. But yeah, you start reading about what do I need to do. So let's take it back to the strippers. Um, So my friend, uh, the one who, just absolute transformation, it was so funny. I noticed she watched people a lot. Mm. Okay, she watched and she would watch what are they doing, the good ones. What do I need to learn? Again, ego to the side. What are they doing right? What can I do to implement that? And she used to ask questions, she told me, to some of the other girls. Like, what did you say to that guy? And Okay, that was interesting. And that's how she improved. So it's not about, okay, now I am not uh, scared of rejection. I'm gonna do well. It doesn't work like that. You will do slightly better because you don't have that fear anymore. So you will naturally do a bit better, but yeah, you've got to go and learn the skill
0: it's like with anything isn't it you have to keep learning a language yeah Yeah, learning it learning a skill because some people naturally aren't very flirty they're not
2: very flirty people and
0: i don't know do Mm. you have to teach people how to flirt
2: yeah 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 that's but in in a way that is aligned with who they are like if you're an extrovert you can do love bombing yeah what's love bombing oh (laughs) it works on me terribly i'm a sucker for love bombing (laughs) Uh, Love bombing is when you kind of overdo it and it's almost like pantomime, you're overdoing how much you fancy the person, like it's (laughs) over the top. So, um, but if you're an introvert, it would look really weird. Mm. It's not aligned. So an introvert, you know, I'd give them something a lot more subtle, how to flirt, you know, Mm. like um, maybe a little bit nonverbal rather than verbal. Yeah. So yeah, I think you do have to learn it. Yeah, 100%, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, most people are pretty bad at it.
1: Are the signals to look out for? How do you know when that person likes you? Because I think a lot of guys will be looking for that sort of inkling or that signal to think, right, oh, I'm, I'm kind of in, <laughs> and it's not just on a friendship level, or it's, I, I know that it's progressing to something else.
2: Okay, well, way you can test this out is give her a compliment, give her something like, like not like, oh, you look nice, like a proper compliment, yeah, that suggests that you're sexually attracted to her, and see her reaction. So if she kind of goes, oh, thanks. And changes the subject mm. that's that nah. she wants to she doesn't want to give that compliment any more oxygen it's like mm. done yeah. Yeah. okay let's go back yeah yeah you've done it. i'm done. like yeah thanks oh, anyway uh awkward <laughs> but if she turns around and says i bet you're just saying that that's a good sign
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's like she wants to know that you really mean it you know yeah. like oh she might like she'll just give it oxygen in any way like oh do you think so really oh mm. thank you you know that's a good sign. So you have to sometimes throw something out there to test. Um, there are other signs. Look, availability is the big one. Availability mm. is the biggest one. A busy woman will make time to see a guy that she's attracted to. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, if Timothy Chalamet calls me up tomorrow, <laughs> I, I'm dropping everything. <laughs> I don't get what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you like, if you notice, like, if you say to her, oh, look, um, I'm really busy this week, but I'm, I'm free on Friday. So like, yes, Friday, you know, that, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, I always say, like, give them a couple of dates because sometimes women might want to play a little bit, play the game. So mm-hmm. say, I'm free Friday and Wednesday. That's a good way also. When a woman's just like, no, mm, sorry, can't make it, can't make it, that's a sign. A lot of guys think it's just playing hard to get, but as I said with the example I just gave, mm. uh, like, I know this, I know, like, I've met guys in the snow, like literally, mm. I, I remember we had that blizzard yeah. in 2018. I yeah. met this guy, I was like, I have to go on a date with this one. He was famous and all the rest of it. And I was like, trudging <laughs> the snow, literally. And I was like, it, This is real, this shit yeah. is real. Yeah. Like, we'll do it and we'll meet them anywhere. It's like, Oh, do you know? Like, my sister, she was like, so into this guy. I was like, Where's he meeting? She's like, Oh, London Bridge in this pub. I was like, What? And it was like this awful pub. But yeah. she's like, I don't care. But yet, if it's someone you don't really like, it's like, well, where are we going, first of all? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, we're going here. I don't want to go there. I want to go here. That's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's like, she's going with you because she's kind of thinking there might be some potential, but she wants to get as much out of it as she can yeah. in case she doesn't like you. The woman, Like, tell her, we're meeting at this dive, you know, in the back end of nowhere. And if she says, yeah, my God, You're in. you are that,
0: in. That was honestly similar to us when we started getting together. <laughs> I remember I I said to you one day I was like, oh, I forgot my laptop charger in the office. Uh, yeah, I yeah. drove an hour and a half <laughs> just to go and like sit with you. And We worked all day on a Saturday in the office that's just so that I could sit with indicator. you. Big indicator. It was a really big indicator. Women leaving wasn't it?
1: things. I thought you were gonna give the white magnum yeah. scenario first.
0: No, not the white magnum scenario. Just that, but that that's actually what you said there. I completely related. I was like, oh my God, you could have said. <sighs> We're going anywhere, like, we're doing anything. Like, we're going to a dump, and I'm like, yeah, what time? See you there, let me know. And that's really, yeah, completely. You do. You Can just I kind ask you something about your relationship?
2: Yeah, of course, ma'am. A little bit of interrogation here. So when she did that, did you find that, uh, what did you think about that? Did you say, okay, yep, she's keen, or?
1: I think so, yeah, because I th- spoke to one of the guys oh, in great. the office as well as... We kind of speaking about what the actual intention was behind it because, like, you could have lent a laptop off anyone else. So then you start putting two to mm. two, two and two together. But then I think sometimes the guy you're like downplay it and like, maybe it's not why I think it may mean. Mm. Um, but then the more those scenarios that I think pick up and the more indications that on top of that, which kind but of you like
2: liked pop, already, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's different. So if a guy's not sure and then a woman shows too much keenness, that can make them go like mm. that, and women the same. But if he already liked you, then it doesn't matter Game then. Over. Yeah, yeah. Game yeah. over. <laughs> that's a nice yeah. way of putting it. Game yeah, you over. did. You did already like. Yes. This, yeah. Oh, right, That's different then. Yeah.
1: With the, that testing compliment, then,
2: mm.
1: how would you? How, is there a way to give that? Like, what comes across as like too far? What's not? Yeah. Like, what's not enough outreach?ing What's like too safe? What's overplaying mm. it? What can turn a person off? What comes across too seedy?
2: So again, back to delivery. So you can say if I you know, if I oh God, I'm gonna do my man impression. So if a man goes to a woman's like, Oh, you know, you got such a sexy ass as like, oh God okay, yeah, that's creepy. But if he's like, you know, I just wanna say you're sexiest yeah. arse. Yeah, you're sort of saying it in a playful way, but the words are exactly the same, mm. then that's how I would deliver mm. it. I had well, he was a footballer, he said that to me. And he again he maybe did it in that funny kind of way.
1: This is years ago
2: needs to have a nice arse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, it's, again, it's, it's just delivery. Mm.
1: Can it be dependent on the person, though? Because, again, if that person was a celebrity or coming from a position of power or status, do they get more wiggle room?
2: Always. And any person that says they don't is, is lying. They do. A famous person can get away with a lot mm. more saying stuff. And especially this one, was he was like one of the top footballers in, a, in Britain, in, like... At the time, like everyone knew who he was. Everybody, the world knew who he was. So yeah, so he could have yeah. said anything. But I have had guys who are not haven't got that kind of fame say things to me, and they said it again in that way. It's kind of like they're not dependent on what your reaction mm-hmm. is. So if the girl turned and I, you kind of know that these guys are going to have an answer if you go, "How dare you?" <laughs> they're going to say something like, "What? Like mm-hmm. I'm telling the truth. You're not. You know, it's, no one's ever said that to you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not going to suddenly go. Oh, oh I'm so sorry, I didn't realise. It's you. You sort of their confidence makes you presume that what they how you your, how they're going to respond to your response is going to be confident. Does yeah. that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, again, it goes back to that, I think that even if people like have a sense of false confidence, that makes mm. people think. Well, what are they? What are they got to be confident about? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what is it they do for a job? Or What is it they do for a living? Or what is it their their life story telling them that makes them them confident?
2: yeah you start you know joining the dots don't you in your Mm. head Um, and yeah you can fake it it's harder people who've got natural confidence they have a different energy about them Mm. it's just it's really powerful but if people were like you know I don't have that kind of confidence yeah you've got to fake it a little bit yeah fake it till you make it Mm, I, do. I do, I do agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Like I was just
1: wondering, passion. do you notice, I know you do a lot of work in America, do you notice any differences between the dating scene in the UK compared to America?
2: Yes. Um, so, in America, men tend to, Americans have more social confidence in general. Mm. You know, they just, you can be in a bar and they talk to you and they, they do it with a lot of confidence. So men, um, they have a go-get go go get attitude. What's the word, go-getter? Yeah, okay. go-getter. Yeah, go-getter attitude. It's just in the American psyche. Mm. So if they see something they like, they go for it. Um, and, you know, it's like, you snooze, you lose. If someone else is not going to talk to that hot girl on the bar, I'm going to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. However, what I've noticed, because we've run a lot of boot camps in America, is that it's much easier for them to approach and sort of get some some conversation going, some connections, it's harder to escalate any further. In Europe, including United Kingdom, it, it's different. So it's harder to approach and get in there. But once you are in there, it's easier to escalate and and turn it into something romantic. Mm-hmm. Because in America, it's like, everyone's socially confident. So it gives this kind of false sense of like, something's, it's, it's going well. And then suddenly it's like, okay, bye, thank mm-hmm. you. yeah. I even noticed that as a woman there, like, I'll be, have you, have you been to America? Yeah. We Especially LA, yeah. right? And you're mm. talking to someone, you think, God, this is my best friend. Yeah. It's only like, you're dead to them, you know, because like, <laughs> their, their taxis come or something, it's like, bye. Yeah. Or well, not even bye, it's just gone. It's yeah. a funny, funny world. America. Yeah, socially
1: they are a lot different. Even like when, I recognize when we went for like, I get up in the morning and walk to the supermarket, people would just stop you and have a conversation <laughs> with you. If you do yeah. it over here, people look at you like you've got a dick on your head or something. Yeah. But know, hold on, can...
2: hold on. You're from Liverpool. Yeah, Ben is. You're not.
0: No, I'm like Chorley, Lancashire.
2: Oh, yeah, now I can yeah. hear. Sorry. So, But in <laughs> Liverpool, I'm sorry, that is the friendliest people. I went to Liverpool. It was like, everyone talks to each other. So you must be a little
1: bit used to it. That might be because you're a woman as well. It depends. No, I
2: saw them talking to each other. I saw some funny things in Liverpool when I was there. Yeah.
1: Depends where you go. You'll see some yeah. different sites.
2: No, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I didn't I didn't go to the, the rough bit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rough parts of every city.
1: Uh, one last question. How... Do men and women women differ in generating arousal?
2: How do men and women differ in generating arousal? Okay, can I have some context there, please?
1: So, me, I, I, I think, even from looking at other people um, and friends, when one-on-one with a woman, like I think they'll think that they need to touch her in certain areas, or touch a knee, right. or touch a uh, shoulder, right, and, and I see. Okay. that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: So women, it's a lot more psychological. Men, it's more physical. So you can get a man in the mood pretty quickly. You just have to dim the lights a bit, yeah, Mm. and just sort of give him a look, suggest something. And and they're they're in the mood like Mm -hmm. that. They weren't in the mood, now they are in the mood, a bit like a light switch. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men think that women are going to be the same, like, oh, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to put some flowers out, women like that, and I'm going to dim the lights. This song's going to turn her on. I know that song's going yeah. to turn her on. It's like, no, we're not men. Yeah, Ours is much more psychological. It's a slow build-up. Um, it, again, it's the way he makes us feel rather than what the settings are. I mean, the settings sort of can enhance an experience mm-hmm. if you already like the guy. It cannot make us like the guy. Mm-hmm. It cannot say, oh, you put on that record and you've dimmed the lights. I'm now attracted to you. No, we have to. It's it's a, it's much more. It's it's it doesn't have to be a long process, but it's a it's a different process.
0: It's more of like an emotional, like not connection, but there's something there where like, you spoke about something that's like quite deep, and then that makes you quite attracted to the guy because they've listened to you talk about different
2: things. Is that kind of that's one of them? There's yeah, lots though. Yeah, it's about his availability. It's about his, um, you know. Is he, you know, what do other women think of mm-hmm. him? Am, am I in this situation with a man that other women really desire? All these kind of things, It's so multifaceted. So that's the difference. Um, but I think, We're I do context. teach something called the upside down triangle, which both men and women use, which is really powerful and it works on a really kind of like subtle level. I did it, uh, did you see I did it, um, Celebs Go Dating?
1: I, I did it on that, that guy from
2: Made in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I gave him an erection. No, <laughs> like he said, I have one now. And I'm surprised they kept that in. Yeah, yeah. But that's not with me touching, that's just with doing this look. What's the, what's the upside down triangle well, theory? I can't, I, I can't show it now. <laughs> but have you, have people, you... you're going to have to research men it. Men and women can do it. This is the thing, yeah. it works really well. Mm. So I teach my students how to do that, how to look at the woman in a certain way without actually changing what they're saying. And what it does, it creates like a shift in the energy. And it's a good way to see if the person's interested in you or not because if they feel like, okay, there's something's changed here and I don't quite know what it is, but I'm not comfortable, they'll basically just take a step back. They won't even know what it is. And that's a good, great way to show that, okay, she's not ready yet. She's not interested. But if she kind of like does it back to you or she's she's getting closer to you, that's an indicator that she is interested.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it can, it can feel so... Complicated. I think it's it's easy to see why, especially men, end up in this place where the the stats will suggest sort of backing away because they just don't under, understand the game or they feel like they've been put off by certain things. So yeah. I think having this conversation definitely will make more yeah. men feel at ease to either approach or just understand a little bit more what maybe what women want and how to approach women. Not looking at what we want, but what is what women want. Does that make sense yeah, as well? I hope
2: then, so. I hope so.
0: Just on that note, where can more people find you in general? Uh,
2: website, kezia-noble.com. And then all my links are there for my Insta, Facebook, and my YouTube channel. And uh, don't even bother looking at my Twitter there. It's not there <laughs> Don't, you, don't
0: <laughs> use Twitter, Tw- Twitter anymore. Is a,
1: Twitter's a minefield in itself anyway. Yeah,
0: Twitter's a, a weird one. But yeah, no, honestly, it was really, really interesting to talk Thank about you. these topics because... I also feel they're not spoken about that much mm-hmm. as well. And they're so important, like people get scared to talk about strippers or porn or yeah. dating and yeah. these are such open conversations. We've probably got a few listeners thinking, right? Yeah, I'm going to join the, the seven day course and things yeah, like I that th- as I well. I
1: think like you said at the start, even for a lot of women, they'll be very PC in the feedback to give the guys because they're scared mm. of being canceled, they're scared of the woke brigade or whatever. It yeah, is that's,
2: that. that's, I've got to emphasize it. That, that is, that is, Social media world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's, that's most people see nowadays. So different. I know. It's my one message to your your followers is that this is this is not happening. Okay, our students are not getting slapped in the face. They're not being you know. There's not some woke woman yeah. screaming at him mm. or something. It's it's really pleasant responses. It's telephone numbers we're getting. You know, it's the worst case is like sorry, I got a boyfriend yeah big work that's yeah. like happened since you know men have been chatting up women that line yeah. i used it the other day when someone said really sorry i'm married even you know i'm not I just, yeah, okay <laughs> but you know it wasn't rude or anything yeah. Listen. okay carried on spoke to the next woman
1: yeah
0: yeah absolutely and i think it's a really really good message to share as well but yeah thank you so much for everybody who's listening watching make sure you subscribe share tag us all obviously when the podcast goes live and again such a massive thank you thank you guys, yeah. thank You're wonderful. you wonderful